the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Or Salem Media Group. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Uh, Good evening, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you for another edition of The Advocate. Thank you so much for joining us on this very blustery winter uh, night here in Cleveland, Ohio. Tonight, for our first uh, two segments, we're going to be talking about autism and uh, the people who have it and the people who help the people who have it. And uh, joining us tonight, we have uh, two people. We have Tara and John Chamura. Are you guys there? Tara? Yep, I'm. And I'm John? Here, Actually, yeah, just John is here. Tara has to uh, work on getting some of the kids to bed. Oh, well, that's good. Well, thanks for calling in tonight. <laughs> But, sure, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, no problem. Well, just uh, with full disclosure, we know you guys for many, many years, and right. uh, you have a beautiful family. Tell us about your family so people get to know what we're talking about here. Who's your eldest? Sure. So we, March right we, down. We, yep, we have uh, three kids. The oldest is Harrison. Uh, he will be 10 uh, in just a couple of weeks, um, and, and he was born with Down syndrome and then later diagnosed with autism. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then our second is Reagan, our daughter Reagan, uh, who is seven. And then our son Lincoln, who is four. Now, with regard to Harrison, he has, as you mentioned, autism and Down syndrome. The other two children don't have those conditions. Correct. That's correct. But as a family, uh, you guys have really stuck together and put a lot of effort in supporting Harrison. Uh, with regard to the activities that you guys have done, I know Tara and you both have been very active in supporting Harrison in educational issues and support animals and things like this. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about what what you have done and how have you gotten to this point with regard to supporting Harrison. Sure. Well, um, starting with education, we've always been a big, big advocate of finding an educational environment that really fits Harrison's needs and and each child is so different that we really you know try to focus on what he needs at any given time um, and so from an early age we, we were sure to take advantage of any early intervention services we could get our hands on whether it be through the county or through insurance or privately funded um, and then you know, just carry that forward speech therapy and things like that to really make sure that he has the opportunity to develop skills mm-hmm, I mean mm-hmm. we could go you know into a whole another conversation about that. Um, with regard to the uh, the service dog that you mentioned, um, that was something that we were made aware of actually through our niece. Uh, she saw a presentation at her school about service dogs, and um, uh, in particular, an organization from Ohio. They're called Four Paws for Ability that places service dogs with children like Harrison. We had no idea this was even an option. Uh, so as we started looking into it, found that it was a really good fit for Harrison's needs and for our family. Uh, and so we became advocates of that group, and we did a lot of fundraising to get the dog, to get Harrison placed with it, to do the training. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and then it's a continual thing to keep the skills up, both Tara and I as handlers and the dog, um, to, 
leave working with Harrison, it's made a huge difference in our lives and in Harrison's life, of course. Well, what's the magnitude of cost for a uh, service dog for a, a, a child like Harrison? It depends on the agency. Uh, the one that we went through, and at the time that we did it, so this was a few years ago, I, I, I think um, the cost was in the $20,000 range. We had to fund, our obligation was to fundraise half of that. Uh, and the way that you they worked it is you fundraise that money towards the agency, and then they place a dog with you and give you all the training. So it, a lot of money goes into training those dogs. Uh, Harrison's dog, by the way, is trained in tracking, so he can actually track Harrison by scent if Harrison were to escape or elope. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's trained in tethering um, and in behavior disruption. So, you know, the, the, just a lot of training goes into getting a dog to the point that it can do those things and work with the child. Oh, sure. Well, it sounds like it's great to have another set of eyes and another nose out there uh, to watch, oh, yeah. watch for Harrison. Absolutely. Uh, but, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, the, the whole thing with uh, autism is that autism, an individual who has autism or is autistic, there's, there's a scale of minimal autism and maximum autism. Where on the scale is Harrison on that? It's so hard to say because of that dual diagnosis uh, with Down syndrome and autism. It, it kind of just, you know, throws everything into limbo. Um, and, and the scale itself, I mean, that's why they call it a spectrum. It's so hard to say that you're on one end or the other. It's mm-hmm. just literally just a spectrum, right? Um, but certainly in terms of um, his skills and things, he he's nonverbal, so he doesn't really speak for the most part. He does say a few words, um, and he primarily communicates through a speech-generating device, which is basically an iPad mm-hmm. with some special software on it. So that's you know, can kind of give you an idea of the magnitude of how autism affects him. Um, any of those other things like fixating on certain things, um, eating has always been a, a struggle for him. Textures of foods, you know, these are things common in autism. Children with adversity, uh, aversions to textures and things, and Harrison has always had that with food. So, well, now you know, with the dog, I'm picturing the the dog having a calming effect. Uh, beside having the the capabilities of functionally being helpful uh, to track Harrison and and all of that, uh, on a day to day basis, uh, how how often does Harrison spend time with the dog, and how calming is it, and and how functional does it help Harrison be? That's a really interesting question. So the dog doesn't go to school with Harrison. Harrison's at a um, a school for autism. So he doesn't need the dog there, and so we don't send him at this time. Uh, but as far as the rest of the day when they're together, there's the whole be- uh, behavior disruption aspect where if Harrison is struggling with something, Cyclone is trained to actually go put a paw on him or lay on him if necessary to calm him down. And that definitely works. But what's even more interesting is we found that um, just being attached to cyclone cyclone via the tether gives Harrison confidence. And they're not even physically touching each other. They have a bungee that attaches the two mm-hmm. of them. Um, but it, it just the fact that Harrison has that harness attached to him and then, and then it's attached to the dog, it seems to give him confidence to do things. Uh, for example, um, we go to um, a gymnastics class, and it's a, it's a pretty standard routine at this point. We walk in. Harrison is tethered to the dog. 
we wait in the waiting room for a few minutes till his coach is ready, and then he goes into the class. And Harrison was doing so well, I thought one day, we don't need to bring Cyclone, you know, mess around with the tether, because it's a process. Um, so I thought, let's leave Cyclone home, we'll just do this. And Harrison really struggled, because he didn't have Cyclone there with him. And it was really eye-opening to me that just that, you know, like I said, they're not even physically touching, but it's so important to him just to have the confidence to go out in public or go into a, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. a, a place even that he's used to going. I, I would assume that everywhere you go with Harrison and, and the service dog, Cyclone, I take it's the name, uh, that everyone understands just by looking at the two of them together. And uh, they're, they're all very nice. You don't run into nasty situations, do you? We really don't. We, we've only had a situation once um, out of the so many times we've been out in public. And, um, and e- even that wasn't really a bad situation. It got handled pretty smoothly. But, uh, no, people are usually really supportive, um, very friendly towards Harrison. We, we really haven't had a bad experience with it. Well, your lovely wife has joined the phone conversation. She's here. Tara Great. is there. Tara, you made it. Yes, I put one of the kids to bed, and I'm here. <laughs> oh, very good. Well, yeah, John was uh, carrying the load pretty well, explaining all about the uh, <laughs> the lovely family and, uh, and and what you guys have accomplished in uh, in caring for Harrison. And uh, it sounds like between schooling and the service dog, and uh, after our break, we're going to talk about the business that uh, uh, Harrison is involved in. That I, I think it's such a neat idea because uh, you know, people. You know, everyone has a worth, and the idea to actually put someone into a business and to help him out. And I know with your family, you're providing a lot of lot of support with that. But uh, now, right now, is, is Harrison sleeping now, Tara? Um, no, Harrison is up and happy and running around. <laughs> and and the dog, Cyclone. Uh, Cyclone is chilling. He's not on duty right now, and he's resting. <laughs> So Cyclone's a union dog, apparently, uh, has his hours. <laughs> so, my goodness. You let him know when he's on duty. <laughs> well, we're talking to Tara and John Shmura and uh, talking about their wonderful family and especially their son, Harrison, uh, who has autism and Down syndrome and is also owns a business of some sort. We're going to talk about that when we get back. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. We're going to be back after these words, so don't go away. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body, and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what is expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it is up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips & Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips & Millie at 440-243-2800. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. 
We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555 or select insservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips and Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. This is WHK Color Channel 14 Cleveland Radio. Where your hearing swings. Where your hearing swings. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. And tonight we're talking to... Uh, Tara and John Schmora about uh, autism and uh, what what's going on with their family because it's more than just their son; it's the whole family involved with with Harrison, their son. So uh, I'd like to thank them for coming on. Tara, John, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks again for having us. I don't know if you heard. Yes, that. thank you. Yes, Tara, very good. Well, you know that old uh, lead-in that we had from WHK. Your parents would know that. Uh, you guys probably don't remember that. I'm sure. <laughs> That's when they played rock and roll music uh, on AM radio, <laughs> on transistor radios and everything. It really goes back to a, an, old. <laughs> an old time, oh, even pre-Beatles, I'm afraid. But, uh, but, in, but in any event, yeah, we're talking about uh, Harrison. In the last segment, we talked about you know uh, having Down syndrome and autism and having a service dog and going to school and being in a loving family and having two younger siblings. And uh, with a, a mom and dad who are very, very engaged with their, their son, um, you guys have set him up in a business. Now, people would wonder, how does an autistic child have a business? What, what did you guys do and what gave you the idea to set up a business? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So 
Um, the business is called H Bomb Ties. Uh, I, I come back to the name in just a minute to tell you the story behind. Yes, it, I was going to ask. It's basically a um, it's a it's an online um, uh, clothing brand more or less, and we sell um, ties, bow ties especially, but also neckties. Um, and so we we did that kind of business because Harrison. Um, as a young child, was always interested in bow ties. And at the beginning, of course, we just put him in bow ties, and he, you know, he couldn't say no. Um, right. But then, as he got older and he was picking out his own outfits, he would always pick bow ties to the point that at his school, the male staff um, started Bow Tie Friday, where they all bought bow ties and they would wear them every Friday. It was really cute. So, fashion-wise, that's always been part of uh, Harrison's fashion sense. And when we were um, looking for something that we could do for Harrison, uh, you know, actually someone mentioned it. It's a little bit of a joke that we should sell bow ties. And we kind of laughed it off at the time. But the more we thought about it, Harrison was starting to display some pre-inventory type skills. And, um, you know, we were, we were trying to, to watch what are his strengths, what are his skills, and, and how can we turn that into some kind of future uh, career for him. Uh, and the, the two just, kind of lined up uh, and we decided to go for it and launch this business. And this is a family thing. It really is. It it really is. You have a website and the website is called hbombties.com. And if you go to that website, you'll hear younger sister Reagan. She does one of the best voiceovers I heard since uh, Charlie (laughs) Brown had the kids do the Christmas special like a hundred years ago. Uh, and so we, we went online, in, in case you're listening out there and you don't have a computer handy. Uh, we, we did uh, download the little trailer, sort of like a little commercial for H-Bomb Ties, and the voice we hear is that of uh, seven-year-old Reagan. Is that right? That's correct. Okay, well, here we go. If, if we can play that. Meet Harrison. People call him H-Bomb. Harrison has Down syndrome and autism. It's hard for people like Harrison to find and keep employment. So Harrison's parents created a company where he can work and now into adulthood. H-Bomb Ties. They sell bow ties and in the future other accessories. Each order helps create opportunities for Harrison, where he processes and packs the orders. He also helps pick styles and test products. He even hand stamps his signature on Winky cards for orders. As h Tides grows, they plan to hire more individuals like Harrison. h Tides creating work opportunities for individuals with special needs one bow tie order at a time well th- there you have it uh, what what a beautiful young voice it sounded uh, really good nope. was that produced she really in, knocked that out of the park she did was that produced in new york or hollywood in our closet <laughs> in ohio <laughs> well, well you guys did a great job with that uh do you Guys, actually, make money on this then, or is this just sort of a feel-good thing for Harrison? We actually do. Yeah, we um, we've sold uh, 
quite a few ties since we launched in November. It was it was good timing because we launched right before the holidays, so we we mm-hmm. got to take advantage of that that rush. Um, but we have been selling ties consistently, and um, it, it's also a feel good thing for Harrison, you know, to get him involved in. Uh, but really, that the last part of that that video, the the voiceover that she did, um, that we plan to create opportunities for other individuals with special needs. And we're not just saying that to sound nice. Like, really, that is our goal with this is, of course, Harrison. Uh, but we really do think that we can take this to the next level to eventually hire other individuals and adapt, you know, work tasks for them and involve them in this as well. Now, how do you uh, design a work task for Harrison? I'll let Tara take that because this is really her area of expertise. Tara, you're on. <laughs> expertise. <laughs> um, so for him right now, um, we've been working with the school um, of like, hey, we want him to be able to do X, Y, Z at the company because there's a million different things we could he could do and kind of feeling like what he's feeling the most comfortable with. One of He, like John had said, he is really showing a lot of pre-inventory skills that he was enjoying at school, mastering, building off of. And so we wanted to take that to the next level. So we were telling them, like, hey, like, let's get him to be able to process an order from start to finish. And the cool thing is, starting so young, is you're able, A, to, like, practice all those steps needed. And he, for a kiddo like Harrison, who has more intensive special needs, he can pra- he gets the amount of years he needs to practice to actually master that skill with really good functional fidelity. And then mm-hmm. also with that, um, the school's helping us with like, hey, what's the best way that he will be able to recognize this tie? Because like, think about it. Like we'll get a, we have a tie, a style of tie. We'll just say the T-Rex tie. And it comes an adult necktie, an adult self-tie, an adult pre-tied bow tie. And then an adult or, or children's pre-tied. So it's kind of hard to differentiate all those. So learning how to code them in a way that makes the most sense to him so that he could do it properly. How, so how do you, cool how do, you was, do that? Do you have like geometric shapes or do you have letters or well, numbers? Or? That's, that's the cool thing is the school and us were working together now of like what way can he recognize it the best? Is it mm-hmm. by doing it with numbers? Is it doing it with shapes? Is it doing it with colors? Do you know, like, and so, like, maybe it's AA1 or it's all numbers. Or, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, like, maybe all the self-ties are an A and all the neckties are a B. Like, it's, so the whole point being is that we're working with the school at an at at infancy of our company right, and right. with him with these with these skills to make to have the company set up in a way that works the best for him now, so that he could actually do it. Now now does Harrison realize that he's he's doing something useful and does he appreciate uh, and act satisfied when he does these tasks? He does enjoy doing the um giving off the bow ties, huh babe? John? Oh, yeah, when we do when we do deliveries, um, you know, we'll take him. We have local orders, and if they if we can line him up on a weekend, we'll take Harrison and you know drive out there and have him hand off the package to them. I mean, also so that we could practice it. But he does seem to enjoy that. 
fulfilling the orders, the inventory tasks, it's hard to say. He, he does things um, totally different at school and at home. I mean, all children are like that. They do great things at school and mm-hmm. they come home and they won't do any of it, right? But They're up to it. Right, exactly. So it's, it's maybe a little bit hard to say, um, but that's the story of our lives. I mean, we, you know, it's really about a, a lot of these tasks, even just mm-hmm. like daily living skills. It's just repetition, repetition, and um, it, it's just part of our lives. Well, it's so good that you guys are doing this. Are you having fun? We oh, are we absolutely love having fun. I think, you know, talking to you guys before, uh, bridal parties are particular customers that yeah. uh, can get matching bow ties and have to buy, like, a lot of them. <laughs> so there's a business out there. What's your website again for anyone? And if they want to reach you, can they reach you through the website? If they want to sort of uh, walk in your footsteps and uh, if they, they know. And, and by the way, um, for those people out there listening who don't know someone with autism, uh, I was surprised how many people I know who know someone with autism. So it's, it's more prevalent than you might think. And uh, yes. I, I think this is a great thing to incorporate a family business and uh, make someone feel useful and, and feel good about themselves. Yeah, the website is hbombties.com. hbombties.com. And real quick, the name HBOM in 10 seconds or less. It came from our niece, Ella, after Harrison had destroyed the playroom, and she said, it looks like a bomb went off in here. His name is H. Harrison, so H-bomb. H-bomb. Has nothing to do with nuclear weapons. I'm so glad to no, hear it that. Does not. Very good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, John and Tara. Thank you for joining us tonight, and good luck with H-bomb ties. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back. We're going to talk to State Representative Dave Greenspan about what's going on in Columbus. We're going to touch upon that 18-cent gas tax that uh, is being talked about. Don't go away. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. We'll be right back. I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body, and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what is expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it is up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. How's your back? Every day, 
thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips and Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with our final segments of The Advocate. Uh, in the next two segments, we'll be talking to State Representative Dave Greenspan, as always, giving us our monthly update on what's going on in Columbus, Ohio, and in the state legislature. Uh, Dave, thank you for joining us, as always. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be on again. And the weather seems to be holding up here, you know, mid-February for us. So it's uh, so it's not our normal winter right now. I know we're all looking over the as always on uh, another another thing. Spring here in Cleveland. Anyway, right. um, Columbus. Thank you for joining us. Uh, what's going on in Columbus? Uh, everyone's back in session. Holidays are long over. And what's what's happened? Yeah. So actually, it's it's. Things are starting to heat back up uh, on a number of different fronts. We came out with the speaker, came out with committee assignments, and um, and I've been fortunate that I, I'm continuing to serve on the House Finance Committee, which which is important because we we struggle and and manage. And I say struggle, tongue in cheek, but you know with with the number of our different budgets, there are five different budgets that we contemplate every General Assembly, and and uh, three of them have been presented to us right now. The the um, workers comp the industrial commission and we just received the transportation budget so we're working our way through through those and we'll talk more about the transportation budget in a minute um i also chair the finance subcommittee on transportation uh i'm on the financial institutions uh, committee as well as state and local government and we have we have from our office perspective you know we've reintroduced um six bills from the previous general assembly that um, for one reason or another didn't make it didn't make it to the governor's desk. Um, all of which received affirmative support as it moved through the process. We in, in three in two of them, as a matter of fact, they were what's referred to as being below the black line in the Senate, which means it was voted out of Senate committee and just never made it to the floor. Uh, we've reintroduced those two. My anti-bullying bill, uh, which we just literally ran out of time on that bill has been reintroduced and the speaker intends to make that a priority bill in the house and focusing on school safety so that's an important piece of legislation that we've reintroduced um i'm currently working on the sports gaming bill 
uh, with Senator Eklund from Geauga County, Geauga Porch County area, and um, we have been working on this since last June together and hope to have here in the next few weeks a, a bill introduced that, uh, that both he and I are in agreement with and both our leadership um, are in agreement with so we can, can move this process along. Um, so we've had a lot of a lot of busy, interesting things going on uh, from committee assignments, and, and obviously there are a number of bills that have been introduced. Typically, over a general assembly, we'll have about in the House about 800 bills introduced in the session, and, and a lot of that's front loaded, meaning a lot of it happens right now in, in the early parts of the general assembly. We're at about 100 right now, which is about on par with with where we usually are. But one thing, you know, we've talked about this in the past, just because we introduced 800 bills doesn't mean that 800 bills get passed every General Assembly. If you take out of the equation the road namings, license plates, which which are, are a significant, a good portion of, of, of the bills, maybe 150 or so, uh, maybe a little, little more than that, um, a lot of the other bills are, are pretty significant policy issues that we deal with, and, and they're being introduced now. Some of which will will become law, and some, and but most of them won't. Uh, we were fortunate last General Assembly that we introduced 17 pieces of legislation. Eight of them became law. Uh, two were resolutions that that effectively sent messages to the United States Congress. Um, and of the remaining nine that um, that did not make it through, we've introduced six of them already, and are possibly looking at introducing you know the remaining three. Uh, in some form, one of which being the sports gaming bill. So we're, we're active in our office. Um, our, you know, our constituent communications and constituent outreach is moving uh, along smoothly. We had our first donuts with Dave uh, last Saturday in North Olmsted. We had over 50 people show up, uh, which was is always encouraging when you've got an engaged constituency that that becomes and gives of their time to show up on a Saturday. Uh, and, and last Saturday's weather was was okay. Um, but it, it's it's encouraging and humbling that they take time out of their day to come and and either bring specific issues they have that impact them individually or to bring forward questions they have regarding legislative matters either before the General Assembly or those that had just passed in the previous General Assembly. Um, just a, yeah. I was just going to ask, you know, with regard to, you know, Donuts for Dave, which is what you call your... Yeah. Uh, meeting with constituents, sort of an open house for right. constituents to come in with any questions or comments. Um, can, can you comment about uh, you know how important is it for a, a legislator, an elected official who is going to be representing that that district down in Columbus, to get feedback from the constituents? And uh, when someone comes in and says, "Here's a problem as they see it." Uh, where where does that information go? It, it goes right from the floor to you, and then what do you do with that? Well, that's a great that's a, a great point, and it would depend on, on on what we're talking about. So we have a number of, of constituents that come to us at these donuts, and these donuts are not necessarily intended to be town hall meetings. But depending on how many individuals show up, we may turn it into a town hall meeting. But the intent is, and we get a lot of folks who come with say say a, a Medicaid issue or a, uh, an issue with Bureau of Workers' Comp. And so my aide will come down from Columbus, Jonathan Jurasevic, and he and I will work with those individual constituents on their specific issues. Um, oftentimes, in, in, in this past uh, meeting, I knew that we were going to have a constituent who was having a state and federal Medicaid issue. So we had a representative from Congressman Gonzalez's office 
there to help. So we were able to facilitate both at the state and federal level one constituent issue at one time. Um, beyond that, as it relates to you know more of a town hall format, um, I, I think it's important. You know, I, I, I've never wavered as to my position on on an issue, but oftentimes folks don't fully understand the complexity in dealing with some of these issues. And you've heard me say this in the past when you know when when we vote. You know, our name appears on the board, red or green. You know, red is you're opposed to the issue, and green, you're in support of the issue. But if the lights could light up, yes, but, or no, but, it would be more appropriate to understand the complexity of these issues. So oftentimes when we had a constituent come and we had a few want to talk about, about gerrymandering, and we talked about issue one back in May of last year that passed that provided some, some more clarity as to how to draw districts that very well may be uh, more fairly drawn, and, and I did support that issue. I supported it, uh, and I don't mind sharing this. I supported it at the ballot, but I also supported it putting on putting it on the ballot because I do believe we need to look at drawing districts that are that are are more compact and fairly represent a a constituency. Mine, I, my district's very fortunate in that you know, I'm 36 square miles of five communities that have been working together for over 50 years. Um, so my district makes great geographic and political and 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 um policy sense mm-hmm. not like there's some to be districts changed. that are strong that that don't aren't don't look like that so mm-hmm. that was the issue once i sat and I explained my concerns i said yes i supported it but here are some voter rights and civil rights concerns i have people who who, who typically will 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 have a, an opinion might be biased in their opinion towards one side the, the great thing for me and the position i'd like to to put myself in by having these these meetings and being accessible over the phone or by email is that I try to gather all sides of an issue so that I understand the ramifications of the decision. And and once I explain, yes, I supported this and here's why, I'm not saying that some people convert their position to, to align with mine, but at least it gives them a greater understanding to understand the issues that we see that they very well may not have been exposed to. So it's a great give and take. It's a two-way, you know, it's a, it's a two-way discussion, and um, and some of our issues are very complex. Some we're able to, you know, explain to folks, uh, you know, the benefits of the decision, and and, and some um, are steadfast in their position, just as I may be in mine. And at the end of the day, I believe if we just respect one another for having differing difference of opinion. Uh, one of the things I do find the folks who do show up who might have a different different opinion from mine. Um, and diff- might disagree with how I voted is generally they're appreciative for the opportunity to of my accessibility that I'm able to to call them and communicate with them on the issues. And our office gets about I don't know 15 to 20 emails or calls a day where the individuals would like to speak with me, and I call them back every one of them, even though I know that the discussion may not go. Um, you know the, the individuals may not appear, uh, you know agree with the, the, the vote or the position I'm taking, but if they've taken the time to call or reach out to my office, I owe it to them to respond in, in, in like fashion. Well, that's good. I, I always appreciate the fact of of the fact that we do have a participatory form of government where if you have the opportunity to talk to a representative and you have a case to make or a point you want to make, that that's probably the most direct line to getting something to your government uh, that you can possibly have. We're talking to Ohio State Representative Dave Greenspan uh, on his monthly uh, update on what's going on in Columbus and what's going on with the Ohio legislature. 
We're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. We'll be right back. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body, and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what is expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it is up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips & Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips & Millie at 440-243-2800. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select insurance for your insurance needs. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips & Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with our final segment of The Advocate for tonight. And again, as always, on a monthly basis, we have Dave Greenspan, state representative, uh, calling to tell us what's going on in the state legislature in Columbus, Ohio. And and Dave, uh, thank you, as always, for joining us. Great. Thank you again. And now the big question. Tell us about the proposed gas tax where each of us would be paying an additional 18 cents per gallon at the pump. 
Yeah, yeah. That's so. So obviously, I mentioned to you that there there are five budgets that the legislature um, has an opportunity to to uh, receive from the governor. This is one of them. Uh, in the past, and under the case of administration, um, the, there there was not. And actually, going back to two thousand. The last time there was a, a discussion of gasoline tax in any governor's budget went back to 2003. So it's been 16 years since there's been a discussion on a gasoline tax. So what the governor has just presented to us, uh, actually today is Sunday, we received it on Thursday, was his proposed um, budget as it relates to transportation. The the issue, the issue is this, and back in 2006 which was the last time that there was a gasoline tax in Ohio uh, it was passed in 03 so in 4, 5, and 6 there was a 2 cent per year increase in the gasoline tax that was not indexed meaning that there was no uh, annual adjustment for inflation for increased cost in materials and so what's happened since then and the assumption has always been that this gasoline tax which by the way is based on the gallon sold, not the retail price. So unlike a sales tax, which is based on the retail price the consumer pays for gasoline, I'm sorry, for a product, and as that price goes up, more revenue comes in, this is flat and is tied directly to gallons of gasoline sold. From 2006 to last year, the last available data, there has been no measurable increase in the number of gallons of gasoline sold in the state of Ohio. And when I say no measurable increase, it's one-third of one percent increase in the amount of gallons sold. So what does that mean? It means the current 28 cents, which is the second lowest in the Midwest, has generated in 2006 the same amount of revenue to the state, $1.8 billion, then as it's producing today. So we've had relatively flat, we haven't had, not had a decline, but a relatively flat income revenue stream. Yet the cost to maintain our roads from 2006 till now, that dollar in 2006 is only worth 52 cents today. And we have the same amount of roads, and actually we have more roads in the state, um, than we roads and bridges than we had in 2006. And some statistics that we learned is Ohio has the second most bridges of any state in the country, fourth most lane miles of any state because of our geography and being kind of at the crossroads of the country. And we are the sixth most traveled state in the nation as far as road traffic is concerned. So we clearly have usage and and infrastructure uh, in place, but we've had effectively no increase in revenue, and we've had a, a, a doubling in the cost of maintenance. And so this is the situation the state is in. The 18 cents effectively and I don't know specifically if this how the, how the governor came up with this number if in from 06 to this year the the gasoline tax was indexed meaning that it was adjusted annually for the rate of inflation it would be around this 18 cent per gallon ask that the governor's proposing right now so this would have put us on par with where we would have been the bill does have an indexing provision so yes, you may see if if, if there is a, a, an increase in inflation going forward, a slight increase in the gasoline tax. But the expectation is from, and, and I could just assume this from the governor's office, um, is that by indexing it, the residents will not have to feel such a dramatic proposal as we're feeling now. Now, what I can tell you is is that is that 
this is in no way at this point a done deal insofar as with governors presented to us. This is far less than the number that ODOT requested uh, or suggested that they need to maintain just their inventory alone. But keep in mind, whatever the currently under the proposal, whatever the increase is, and including the current 28-cent gasoline tax, 60% of that goes directly to ODOT to maintain its inventory. The other 40% goes to every county, village, city, and township in the state. So under the current proposal, a city like Westlake and North Olmsted in my district receive about $1.1 million a year. Under this proposal, they would receive nearly $2 million a year, probably one point nine and change. A city like Strongsville that that has that receives about one point seven million right now would receive nearly two point nine million. And that money can only be used for roads and bridges. It cannot be used for operating capital, it cannot be used for anything else. So this is the the, the, the purpose of, of this of this user fee is for it to be it's generated based on how many uh, miles or how many gallons are sold uh, of of fuel. Um, and it goes directly back into roads and bridge inventory. It's an unfortunate situation. We're in the situation we're in. Um, but I believe I read an article where the governor, you know, said, you know, effectively, in his words, the day of reckoning has come. We have neglected our bridges and roads for, for, for far too long. And this is unfortunately the situation that that uh, that we're in and, and subsequently the budget that he presented to us. Well, looking at it and listening to the description of, of what this tax is all about, uh, first off, it would be applicable to everyone, not just uh, people who can afford it. Uh, people who are living paycheck to paycheck will basically feel this much much harder than, than other people. And well, we, we, are, we heard in committee this week, and the, the discussion was, or, and actually I believe it was ODOT mentioned, that it, you know, based on the type of vehicle that you drive, and everything from a Honda Accord to to um, to light, light light body truck. Um, if you fill up your tank once a week, it's about a dollar eighty more per week that um, that that you would pay. Those were his numbers, not mine. You know, based on the fuel efficiency of your vehicle, um, and it also it also pertains to 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 you know diesel fuel as well for trucking. Uh, and and a, it includes those who pass through our state. Mm-hmm. You know, use our, our interstate systems or our turnpike to go from one end to the other. Those who very well may only be using our roads for that specific purpose um, versus those who live here and use it every day. Um, but it is applicable to every road uh, in the state and every city. You know, village, township, and county will receive a portion of this money to help solely with their roads and, and, and inventory. And as you know, I introduced a bill last General Assembly provide you know a use of our surplus to uh, for road infrastructure however there's there's a, a general revenue fund dollars cannot be used for roads and bridges and so what is the revenue stream available to the state to repair roads and bridges and it's gasoline tax well what and is the gasoline is what is the gasoline tax now in Ohio per gallon 28 cents and so we're raising that up then to what 46. Four to forty-six cents. Yeah, so is the proposal. Now, keep no, right I understand. Now, there's been no vote. But from but a this is the proposal. But but from a, a resident standpoint, we'll be looking at the um, the signs at the gas station. Say going from two dollars and forty cents a gallon, it would go up to two fifty-eight a gallon. Is how we would see it. Is that that accurate? 
Correct. You would, if, if this bill was to pass as it's been introduced on July 1st, which is the effective date for, that the tax would, would go into effect, if it was at 18 cents, if it was mm-hmm. not, you know, you know, there, there are different options. I mean, this could be, could be spread out over two or three years to, to you know, ease into mm-hmm. the increase mm-hmm. um, if, 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 if that's the will of the, of the General Assembly. Um, or it could be a lump sum, which is as the governor proposed it. Um, so, yes, in answer to your question, that is that is a correct analogy. How, how are the um, – well, I, we're almost out of time, but uh, looking at uh, maybe coming back to revisit this after there's some more committee hearings and discussions and so forth. Well, just but, so you know, by the time we come back next month, mm-hmm. uh, this bill has to be signed by March 31st. Oh, my. So, so there's going to be a lot of so- – we will have voted it. It's, it's our expectation to vote it out of the House and send it to the Senate on around March 6th or 7th, so within the next two weeks. Oh, my. That, and, the be... Senate, and the Senate will have it for about two weeks, and then we know we'll come back for conference committee. But in order to keep the current transportation projects that are in the pipeline funded, a portion, if not all, of, of this bill will need to be passed by March 31st. Well, we're going to have to stay uh, stay tuned and, and keep our eyes open as to what's going on. But uh, yes. it'll all really fall onto the lap of the uh, of the state legislature to decide what to do. So, well, very good. Well, talking to Dave Greenspan, state representative uh, from Columbus, Ohio, thank you so much, as always, for joining us. We'll talk to you again next thank month you. to see what else is happening. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for joining us tonight. We'll be back next week, same time, same stations. Good night. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset, sat and drank my fresh mint tea, with nothing to do until morning, and only my Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.